Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Welcome to Nerdist Podcast number 604. Here's the URL I'm going to throw in your ears. FunComfortableTour.com is the website for my upcoming stand-up tour, Fun Comfortable. And it'll give you uh, tickets and info links for all of the cities. And there's more being added. Right now there's 14 or 15 up, but ultimately there'll be more than that. So keep checking in. Um, and uh, tour starts mid-January, runs through May as of now. And uh, yeah, come out. Come to shows. They'll be fun. And I have they're not technically part of the tour, but I am doing Cobbs December 11th to the 13th. Uh, in San Francisco. So that's all the stand-up business coming up as I'm sort of getting ready for the next special, which will probably be called Fun Comfortable, I guess, uh, if that seems to stick. So go check that out, which is uh, my pal Joe Latrulio. Joe Latrulio, you might know from the uh, initially from the state. That's where I first became pals with him, and he's been in a million and a half things, and right now he's promoting his web series Beef, which is available on iTunes and Amazon. Uh, Michael Ian Black is in it, Christopher Maloney, and of course, Joe Latrulio. And uh, it, Joe's a great guy and a great improviser and a good sketch guy, and um, I really like having him on. So here we go. There's podcast number 604 with Joe Latrulio. Now entering Nerdist.com. It's, does it feel weird? A little, yeah, yeah. So usually I'm up uh, earlier, um, and today I slept in a little bit. What is sleeping in? Ten. Whoa! Yeah. That really is sleeping in. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I'm usually up around seven. You lazy mm-hmm. fuck! How dare you? You son of a bitch! How dare you? So, uh, what was the cause for the sleeping today? What what opened up? <sighs> We had we had some uh, uh, friends come over and we had a little viewing of Whiplash, the movie Whiplash, 
And so, uh, tea party. And it was a bit of a tea party. No key party. Oh, key party. Yeah, a key party and a tea party. <laughs> a tickle party. A t- it was a tickle party. It was a feather party. It was a feather. A tickle yeah. feather party. Yeah, yeah. And you're not sleeping with everyone's partners. So you're just tickling. You're everyone. just tickling a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And you're how so, far can we get? And how many hours can we tickle each other with a feather? <laughs> it turns out several because you slept in until ten this morning. Till ten. Many hours. I mean, you have That's a lot good. of feather scrapes all over. Yeah, you. I have a little. I have some scars. I have some battle scars from yeah. it, but they feel kind of nice it was worth it it was worth it it was totally worth it for sure yeah so you're here to promote tickle party which uh, is tickle new, party is a new my new service. uh digital series <laughs> it comes it does come with your own feather you know what if you do buy the dvd it does come with your own feather that's a, well but if it, okay i don't understand if it's a web series uh, now i'm breaking down the no, you're bra- it's a web series how do you order the dvd okay you can order the dvd okay that's all, I, I guess that's all i'm saying gotcha, you could gotcha, actually gotcha, order gotcha, it gotcha, gotcha. and if you do you will get a feather <laughs> So yeah. you watch the movie Whiplash. Watch the movie Whiplash. Uh, and, uh, you know, I liked Miles Teller and I liked J.K. Simmons, but I didn't like the movie that much. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. But I don't want to, I want to, you know, talk crap about Whiplash. I mean, these guys, it's hard to make a movie. Here's what I realized watching this movie. And anytime I watch a movie that I don't like, I'm often, you know, it's hard to get a movie done. Yeah, it's imp- like everyone lighten up. Like, like Joe, lighten up on the movie a little bit. Yeah, you know how hard it is to get a movie made. It's damn near impossible. It is. But maybe you should have spent less time tickling each other. Well, and, and then I could have attention to the movie. <laughs> well, uh, the more I think about it, the more I enjoyed the movie now. Because, <laughs> but for the wrong reasons. Like I was able, I now associate that movie with friendship and very soft touches on my skin right you know. well maybe that's something that you need to be dealing with then, yeah to try to really understand i agree why it is that you hate being happy so much <laughs> just really turn it into a therapy session why do you hate good things joe? why don't you like feeling good joe i always enjoy seeing what i mean i think the first time i met you was with the state and it was spring, we, MTV Spring MTV, Break, right? 1994. But before, after Singled Out or before Singled that Out? That was before. It was before, mm-hmm. right? I did one show before Singled Out, and I went to Spring Break that year. There was a Spring Break in San Diego. Okay. And you guys were there. And, uh, uh, and, and it was really fun to meet Probably all Probably in tights. Doing something. You were doing some comedy chicanery. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> chicanery. And Thank then, you for putting that word yeah. in here. And it's funny because I, and I, I constantly run into, it's sort of like how, uh, the, I run into a state person like every few days. Like I, <laughs> I was at lunch the other day. Ken Marino was there having right. lunch with his wife. I see Tom. Lennon, you know, just because time. of various work things. Right. I'll run into Carrie Kinney at the grocery store. Like, there's something about... I'm not saying it's a what? conspiracy, but... Right, right. You guys are there's trying a lot to of trap us. me in some way. There's a, there's a lot of us. We, uh, you're going you're gonna to run into us one, one way or the other. To, to, um, I, I ran into, I ran into uh, uh, Michael Patrick Jan uh-huh. at a movie a few months ago. Kevin Allison's really the only one that I never really run into. But well, how often are you in New York? Not that often. That's why. I bet if you were there, you'd, he needs you'd, to be trying harder to make to, sure he needs to bring you into his fold. Is yeah, what needs yeah, to exactly. Happen. You know, yeah, figuratively. It is strange, if, and figuratively, um, it is strange uh, knowing those guys for so long um, and seeing everyone do uh, so well. Strange and exciting, but like. W- 
the reunion that we just had was like a thrill because suddenly you look around and you, you're seeing these people that you've known since you're 17 years old and you're <laughs> middle-aged and talking about like putting your butts in pudding and, you know, and <laughs> dipping your balls into things at like 40 something. And, and, but it was okay. It was like, you know what? Yeah, that's, that's, this is our little part of history right here. Hey guys, we're still dipping. We're our still doing, we're still dipping our balls. Yeah. <laughs> and Carrie was like, well, I don't, uh, uh, except for, I don't, uh, and then she's like, I'm kidding. And then okay. she just pulls out these giant fake balls. <laughs> Which she would. Ta-da. It's one of my. I mean, Carrie Kinney has. She has the the trademark on, the saying the most offensive things with the sweetest smile. Oh, with the sweetest smile and and the quickest of wit. Like she, I I love her. She's a, she's like a sister, like the most talented sister I've ever had in my life. I adore her you so know? much. Like. She, She's quick. She's she's quick on her feet, and like you know, she just says things. Like you're right, things will come out of your her mouth, and you'll be like, "What?" and then be laughing before <laughs> you even kind of understood what you heard. I don't know. There was something <laughs> and about so coming out of anyone else, you'd be like, "Yeah, like whoa, sir, madam, <laughs> madam, Carrie. dear, dear madam." Both carry. <laughs> so what? Uh, what? When did the state officially stop? Happening, happening. I think the final straw was after we recorded an album down in the Bahamas, which was like January of '96. Like the the CBS special was in October of '95, and then in January '96 we went down and recorded an album. And then there was nothing left to do after that. <laughs> Sketch comedy is very hard. Now I know that that's a very simple oversimplification, but it is very hard because, especially. With a group that size. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you just had four people in the group, there would still be, like, various... Because everyone has their own idea about what comedy is. Right. So and how do you, you know, I, when you have 100 members... Like, you have, like when it's just 160,000 of us. <laughs> um, you're right. It's, it, it becomes trickier, and then you have to kind of... You're left uh, to kind of decide material on votes... Yeah, yeah, like it it becomes that kind of simple in a way. Not every sketch comedy group can hang in there like you two, who I'm convinced is a sketch comedy group now. <laughs> <laughs> they give their sketches away for free on they iTunes. This, yeah, this, <laughs> I didn't have like watch sketches. this. Yeah. I didn't ask for these sketches. <laughs> I mean, look at it. if you look at that. Bono plays a, has played a series of characters throughout You're the right. year. He was. He he was brooding desert guy. Then he was the fly. Then he was right? the fly. Yeah, and then, and then he was Potmark guy. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Pop Mart, guy. Right. Then he was Beelzebub for a while. Like he played yes. that devil. That you know, like the red Mep- Mephisto. Mephisto. Yeah. Mephisto. Mephisto. Yes. He played Mephisto. You're right. He has a lot of masks. <laughs> he Bono it does. Is, yes. It is a sketch comedy group. Yeah. You know. With the edge. Larry Larry Mullen, the straight guy, always keeping that beat. Always, yeah, he's got to keep the beat going. He's a, he's a great straight guy. Stra- great straight man. Yep. I saw, have you ever seen you two in concert? I have, but it was a it was dumb because it was at the L.A. Coliseum, and uh, my, my seats were so far back. Yeah, that it it would have been like watching them on an iPhone that you were holding across the room. Not even the six plus. <laughs> uh, I'm talking iPhone five. Yeah. Yeah. And, but this was years ago. I think it might have been during the Pop Mart tour. And right. they were just – the Coliseum is so big and they're so far away right. that it was, it was silly. It's, I saw them, I saw them uh, for their Josh. We 
tour in like 87 in, at the Orange Bowl in Miami. Oh, and wow. that was really thrilling. That was, that was an exciting uh, uh, concert. What a good time to... Yeah, I mean, you, you, they kind of like just came on, came on the scene in a, a, on a mass level. Well, I just, when I just did the Oddball Comedy Tour, one of, the, one of the things that I was most excited about on the tour was playing Red Rocks. Mm. Which of course was home to the famous Sunday Bloody Sunday video right. that kind of blew them up over here. How how was that? Please. It was amazing, yeah. right? Like of course you're it was outside, amazing. You're in this incredible amphitheater. I've never been there. That's one place I'd love to see. And that was one of those situations where they just happened to be kind of filming a documentary, and they just right. happened to catch that song. They just happened to catch it, right? And right. then just put it out as video, and then that's the thing that you know. I had that VHS tape. That Under a Blood Red Sky uh, U2 tape. You know, it, it implies to comedy, too, or any kind of performing, is just catching the happy accidents, you know? Yeah. They could have planned that video for months, and it right. may not have turned out, you know, but how right. do you... How can you... You can't really engineer the magic. It's hard to engineer the magic. You can't. That's why I feel like uh, so much of it is is the camera going... We should just record it in case. Yeah. Which I feel is kind of the... You know the the main and then you'll philosophy have, now. Just just get it. Just a hundred versions of it not working, and then one where you're like, Wait yeah, one minute. might. Wait and it, it'd be worth it. You know, you and I had parallel audition tracks for the longest time. We did before we? I said I can't do this anymore. You were done. <laughs> and then I just I was like, I'm just gonna go make a thing myself. Smart, the, smart. By the way. Lucky how that worked out. Well, it, it worked out okay. Yeah. But, uh, but, but go on, I'm sorry. But no, I was just saying, I was just saying, we were constantly, you know, there was a handful of people, and I was always delighted to see you at auditions because it always, whenever I saw people that I liked, it always made me more comfortable. Yeah. Um, That's nice. And, uh, but how many crappy, shitty pilots did, did we. Both, like, like, I feel like we've, we've, we've been in the game for a while. <laughs> really? <laughs> We're like I'm a little long in the tooth, yeah. as it were. But uh, but you're right. Like it's so interesting as uh, uh, doing it for as long as I've done it to see those rooms and the people that you meet in those rooms, and and then like down the line you run into them again and be like, hey, remember when oh that awful time we had to audition for this thing? Or I don't know. There, there's a sense of like achievement and accomplishment that is nice. To witness after, you know. We know what's crazy is that now we're getting into numbers in the business, which if you said in any other profession, you'd be like, oh, that guy is a, of course he's the head of that. You know, it's like, it's a lot to say, like, he's he's got 20 years' experience in this thing. Like, that's a fucking long time. It's a long time. time 20 years' experience in anything except for this. To be doing something. Yeah. So, so this year was my 20th year in television, and and yours probably like 23, maybe? 22, 23? Because the Uh, state was. 94. That was. Oh, 94. 94. That's when, yeah. Yeah, the same. That's when, that was when the state premiered. Maybe it was, maybe 93, but like. Yeah. But you're right. It, you know, to have that that many years. You're like if you like, met a, if you met an old guy and it's like he's been a he's been a whittler for talk. twenty years. You're like wow, that's the longest you can do anything. <laughs> talk to Lawrence. He's whittled before. He's he, been doing it for twenty, 20 years. years. Twenty years. He's been oh whittling. My God. So he would know how to make. Of course, he would know he's how the to do this. Person the, in the world. Okay. <laughs> you know what's kind of what's kind of funny though is that it, it seems like. You know, this, of course, the, the, the 20 years is a significant part of our lives. Yeah. But if you started something when you were 60, 
Right. You could conceivably get 80. there to 80. You could do something for 20 years. Whittling would be the exact thing you should pick up that's, at 60. Man, One that's would, what happens. That's conducive to a 60-year-old. You know why? Because the older you get... Your eyesight gets better. Your motor skills improve. <laughs> it, you should. It's better to have sharp other. objects in your hand at always, that age. Always, where you're just 60, like right near you know, your finger, and, <laughs> or children. Like always, you're you're gonna have a porch at that point. You, you would think at absolutely. that age to have like an ice cold pitcher of lemonade to be by your side at all times. At all times, and a, and a, and a, and a spouse who has barely been able to tolerate you, but then is just. But we'll too, bring you finger sandwiches. Bring you finger sandwiches. Um, but and, but she's just. Too too, she's just too old at that point for any other options. <laughs> That's right. And so you're stuck. You're glued together. You're glued together, yet you know you're getting sandwiches, lemonade. You've made a bunch of bird callers at this point. Yeah. You know, you've I whittled them down. This is why there needs to be like an elderly dating service like Grander, you know. <laughs> G-R-A-N-D-R. For old people who just want to hook up and talk each other's ears talk off. Talk each other's ears off. I've heard, and I'm sure that people can comment in the the thread on the when where this podcast posts about. But you know, people in retirement homes, like mm-hmm. in, like they're super randy. Like they will try to fuck you. There has to be an app, or yeah. there should like I mean, there. Who would use it? I guess they would. Yeah, but you're right. There, I, I've um, I, I've written, my I, my parents are in Florida. They live in Florida, and um, they were telling me about a friend who experienced something like this where like in oh no no it was a news story it was a news story about a person in a retirement community that was literally kind of flirting and making moves on their fellow uh retirees their neighbors like mm-hmm. and got really kind of worked up about it and started uh essentially um getting handsy with uh with the other people in this community really yeah did they and, enjoy that, or were they uh, not too cool with it? No, it, no, they were not cool with it. And I, there was, there, there was an, you know, I think the person was arrested. <laughs> yeah, because like, uh, I mean, but to your point, they, they, there was a lot of energy uh, in 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 the area. Whipping in the your old testicles at someone <laughs> is just like hitting them with a paddle ball. Like, yeah, it's yeah. I I, I have it, a bit in my set about how I went to. Um, I, I was in a locker room of a, I was at a Hot Springs in Colorado Springs, mm. and I was in the locker room, and I had never really seen an old person's balls before, <laughs> and it was they were like comically low. I had <laughs> they never, hung low. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, yeah. and they wobbled to and fro. No. <laughs> <laughs> they hung. I'm sorry. No, they, I look, the lob was over the plate. I Absolutely. That. Absolutely. They they hung. <laughs> Comically low, yeah. and of course it's fun to point and laugh and be like, "Man, grab right, me!" Right, but at the same time, you're like, "Oh no," you know, <laughs> like like that's not... you saw your future. Well, of course, because yeah. that's just yeah. that's just what happens. That's... But like for me, I, I, I'm looking forward to that moment. <laughs> Why? Well, because why I do you feel... want to have to roll up your balls with like a tuna can key? But, because there's something in the there's something. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's an image that'll stay for a while. <laughs> you shouldn't have like, to roll up your balls like a butterfly's tongue. <laughs> That's such a Looney Tunes image. Like, I feel like I should swig back a jug with three X's on it now just to, like, kind of get get there and, and use that key. No, there's something about, I don't know, there's something about the, the, the primal swing of... of 
I guess so, but that at I that point, I just feel, feel like would be liberating. I just feel like they're in the way, you know. Like <laughs> right. at that point, it's, you're in danger of sitting on them. Yes, all the time. you're in danger yeah. of sitting on them or tripping yeah. over them or, or or like or you know like them kind of smacking in between yeah. your knees like an alarm clock, <laughs> uh, like an old timey alarm clock. <laughs> they have that. They have that as a sound on on the iPhone. And there's no, they do but, the old, old ball balls. alarm clock, oldie balls, oldie time to get up. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I think there's a there's a high instance of sexual activity in retirement homes. Well, you feel like there's that last gasp of this is it, like uh, like of of. Uh, I don't know if it's always lucid. Like I think it's they're just it their might brains not be lucid, are just but... twisting, and they're just like you know. Right, just like a like you go into a zoo and a chimp tries to fuck your face. You yeah. know, like they just there's <laughs> right, just something, right. yeah, like a little primal and broken about it. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know if, but it's know. also like a death rattle in a sense. Like there's only a few more years maybe before I'm able to really, yeah, have a shot at getting this done. Yeah, of having sex for the last time. I don't know. Listen, I, I think that's fine if we want to. You, you know, know if, if we want to, if we want to, you know, retire in a, a community and and. If Go these, hog wild. Yeah, if these cotton munchers want to <laughs> have at it with each other. Look, if this key if these key ball tuners want to go at it hard and do what they gotta do to feel alive, then who, who prunes, am I to say if these don't prunes do bankers it? wanna <laughs> prunes bankers wanna go off on each other. Uh, a, if these print, uh, if these taffy pullers want to <laughs> have at it, then by all means, these these wrinkly sacks. I tell you, they could do whatever they'd like to do, but I'm not going to stop them. If these dust launchers want to <laughs> shoot condensed milk <laughs> all over. <laughs> If these mini beanbag swinging little yeah. guys want to... Basically, the imagery is to be like throwing a bag of flour onto a dinosaur's back. <laughs> <laughs> like, it'd be like... like throw, Just like imagine T-Rex skin. You know? <laughs> Taking a little yeah bag of flour. Throwing anyway, it up against would, a turtle shell. Listen, I think, um, you know, it's good to respect the elderly. <laughs> <laughs> I think the point of what we're the saying what here we're saying is, is respect, respect your, elders. your elders. Yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Uh, this is fun. This was. This is a very. This is a wonderful interview. It's great. Because, no, it. it I, I agree. Like, you. Well, it's nice because we we don't hang a lot. No, you we, know, don't. we don't see each other a lot. We're busy people, and I love that we can kind of just talk like this. Yeah, like it's, silly nonsense, but but fun talk. It's a hundred percent okay. Yeah, it's one hundred percent okay to talk about how you want to thrust yourself into the dry <laughs> ant hill of a woman who is has forty grandchildren. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing stopping wrong me from with doing that. No. About it's, it, dare I say it's healthy. The arid regions, <laughs> the arid nether regions, <laughs> making making being my own Lawrence of Arabia, <laughs> my own Lawrence of Arabia. Lawrence of Arabia. Yes, we got there. We finally got there. We got that. We got there. Put away your Peter O'Toole. <laughs> <laughs> done. Nice. nice. Done. It's done. God. 
God, what do we talk about oh, now? God, like, now? What do we do? How do we like, come back from I that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we, we came back around. <laughs> Just sort of looped. <laughs> Are you performing live anywhere? <laughs> I'm not, you know. Uh, no. Um, no. You son of a bitch. I should, though. Why I had, the last time I performed live was with you uh, for um, uh, Thrillist Adventure Hour. Thrilling Adventure Hour. Which, which was... Uh, so much fun. Great. Thrilling. So much fun. Thrilling's a blast. And dare I say, terrific Wilder. You did a terrific Gene Wilder. Oh, did I? Yes. I don't remember. Oh, you did. Yes. The whole speech of, yeah, of uh, Exhibit A. Oh, uh, wrong, uh, wrong, sir. Wrong. wrong. Oh, it's great. Yes. Oh, that was really fun. That was really, really had fun. You, had you done that before? The, that, the Thrilling Adventure Hour? I've done it a bunch, yeah. yeah. Um, the, I, I would do it more if I had, if I were, if I had more time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not just inviting myself on the show. I mean, <laughs> the Bens have said, like, yeah. oh, let us know of when you're around if you want to. And and they, they never fail to disappoint with a nice, juicy yeah. character thing. And it's always... The fans are rabid. It was, in, it was incredible. The fans like, are the, amazing. The community is amazing. Yeah. Their writing, month in, month out, yeah. is so... They just knock it out of the park every time. Did you ever write? Do you write? Not, I mean, yeah, I did. I Well, mm, I don't I don't write movies. Right. But you know, like I write on my shows and yeah. I write stand up and I you know, like I used to write for a magazine, but I don't but like to, Was that ever kind of a like a, a a strong creative voice for you just writing or has it always been kind of a conversation or talking like For me it was curious. always a function. It was yeah. always like it was more um functionality of like well I want to do this thing so I need to write this thing or I'm working right. on a show and I need to write this thing. I I'm, I don't or I writing stand up, you know, right? But but I consider myself more of a performer than a writer, yeah. even though I do write. But I don't sit down and be like, yeah, I'm writing an, uh, you know, I'm writing a thing today that I'm going to, you know, like I I, I write when I'm when I need to be when writing. you need to. Yeah, it's interesting I, because I also consider myself more of a performer, but writing, uh, you know, starting with the state became such an important part of kind of defining your own voice. Like it was something that I never would have pursued really but because of the amount of people that were in the group and how important it was to you know for you to write to get material on there it became a part of me uh learning how to uh, express myself yeah uh whereas up until that point it was just performing or acting or hamming or joking or whatever right. like suddenly writing became uh imp- important to me as a, as like a defining I think uh, it's voice. a good. I think it's a good skill set to have, and it's certainly. I think the more things that you can do. A friend of mine's a an actor, and um, she's a performer, and she's about to direct something. And I was yeah, like, yeah. Then this is awesome because you'll always have that dimension now. Of people will be able to say like, writer, director, right. actress. You know, like, yeah. It's such a cool. It just adds more. To the, it just gives you more options. Gives you more options, yeah. Like, yeah, you brought you you brought in the portfolio. Unless there. you're terrible at it, yeah, <laughs> then it Which takes away <laughs> your options. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't yeah. do it. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Are you auditioning for? Do you audition for stuff still? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Um, I haven't so much because of uh, the show. There's limited time to like work on other things, but um, yeah. From time to time, I'll still audition. And what is your audition process? Turn my phone. I left my phone on. I'm a bad person. No, I apologize. No, you're I'm, not. I'm turning it Everyone off. Everyone does. Um, I, I prepare. 
I, I I work on it a lot. I like to know the I like to know the material before I go in. Um, ah, good idea. You know, well, I like to know it well. Oh, so, that's a better idea. Yeah, like so I don't have to look at the paper. Um, but in general, I hate auditioning. Every actor does. Every actor does, and I and I dare say that I think some actors are who are great actors give terrible auditions. Like that process, as we all know, is the most difficult, stressful, non-conducive to being relaxed and creative. Yes. As as you can possibly create. Yes. It's like, come here, we're going to stare at you and do... I, uh, so I go in there, how I kind of, my defense mechanism is just know your material really well. I just was never able to take over a room with scripted yeah, auditioning like, the way that I room. can with... I can't give good room either. Now, like, with hosting auditions... I was right. that I had no problem with. Yeah, I had a really strong idea. I knew exactly. I would always kind of make it my own as a way to show them more. Like, well, I'm kind of auditioning you. Right. If you don't like what I'm doing, then don't hire me because this is what I do. The swagger, yeah. yeah. There's kind of yeah. But I don't. I did not have that same thing with scripted auditions. I never, never had that. I always went in tentative and like oh, I don't know. And, yeah, you know. I, I, same. I never really kind of overtook a room. Like any any good audition I had was always, excuse me, it was always with a uh, just a choice I made in 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 the scene, rather than like man he he really overtook the room, <laughs> you know like and and I've saw, like I've seen people leave rooms um, before you know I went in that were like so like confident. You know the people they leave. They're like, okay, they're leaving. They're like, all right, yep, you too. Like they're like, they're mid as they come out. And they're like completely confident. You're like, oh god. And you can just, hear through the door you can like hear, everyone's you can hear, like, laughing. The laugh, yeah. and you're like, oh god. Oh, fuck. And then you go and like, oh, uh, hey, how are you? Good thing. Hi, hi. Um, do you just jump. Yeah, we're jumping. Okay, great. It's <laughs> like, oh, I had to follow that guy. I had to follow the charmer. Yeah, a lot, a lot of times the only thing that's missing is just. Uh, uh, just making the room all glass, so you could just see in and watch the person before you kill it. Yeah, before you go in, and you're like, "Hey, um, um, how's it going?" I feel like you feel like an open micer following Louis C.K. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Um, just uh, rifling through your papers. So I have some thoughts and the stuff I'm working out. Um, uh, ruffle, so I don't ruffle. need to read it all. You guys are good. <laughs> Crinkle. Did yeah. you have what was your worst? Audition, like what was uh, audition that you were like, oh man? Usually they were commercial auditions, yeah, just because they're so um, they can be very uh, demeaning in terms right. of like because you're basically there's no two ways about it. You're essentially <clears throat> uh, a theatrical prostitute, right? And whatever yeah. they tell you to do, you will do for for money, for money, yeah. and so. Uh, you, so you just feel a little like, uh, but the I think I had a couple real. I mean, I've had many, many, many bad audition experiences, but I think the worst one was was kind of the other person's fault. I think it was the casting director's. Oh, it was like kind of a two person, like you're with it a was partner. A, and no, you, no, it was oh, okay. it was it was just me and this woman. But it was it was auditioning for it was a sketch show, and so uh, I. You had to come in with characters, uh-huh. and one of the characters. This, this was. This is tell you how long ago it was. Uh, <clears throat> Craig Kilborn was still on the air, and uh, wow. and so I did this Craig Kilborn impersonation, which was. <laughs> I go, well, amazing. This is, uh, 
this is basically, you know, like it was the idea of the template for his delivery. Yeah. Which was blah, 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 blah. Here's the joke. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> like it was, you know, he would always like punch in the third, like he would, you right. know, one, two, and then three was always was like, the- now the joke. <laughs> And uh, and so I, d- I did this in the room, and the casting director, I don't know what the fuck she yeah. was thinking, um, but she said, uh, okay, well, I mean, that's fine, but, you know, what would Craig Kilborn say about something specifically? Like, um, what would he say about... The election this year. <laughs> it wasn't even... It, wasn't it was, even like, that. bad. She goes, what would he say about... The Egypt air crash, like there had just been the Egypt air plane crash had literally just happened that day. Oh, my God. And so in my mind, my brain is spinning yeah. like, what would he fucking say? What would he say about a plane? He would say, no, what would he say? What are you talking about? Uh, uh, and so it, it just, uh, I, I didn't know. I don't know. And so the reason it was a bad experience is because in my, in my uh, whorish mind, right. I actually you start trying start, to, start do, to it. do it. You know, yeah. it's like I can yeah. see my house from here. You know, it's just yeah. like you're I can the... see the pyramids. Like I actually start trying to do it, and feeling inside like you're oh, on the whipping post. You're totally I not, being. I can feel everything yeah. in me just feels like sour milk. Right, and I can feel I can feel my soul escaping through my feet, <laughs> my lower extremities. Just bleeding out. Just I could just bleeding, feel yeah. my, my soul bleeding out. You had an Ebola experience. And I was kind of mad at I was mad at her for suggesting it, and I was yeah. mad at me because I tried to do it, and yeah. it just was a... She felt weird, and I felt weird, and I just left she, she acknowledged it, too, then. Like no. The cat, no, she didn't. Mm-mm. No. No. Yeah, she didn't because say she's like... she's a casting director. Right. She didn't give a shit. Sometimes they don't pay attention. I had... I, I had a... My worst experience was... Um, like before uh super bad it was um it was after the state and reno had started uh i think david wayne and show walter were 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 doing were busy doing some movie anyway i go to this audition and right before the slate she's like just you're gonna slate your name and then we're just gonna talk a little bit and then we'll go right into the scene and so yeah hi angela julio um she's like so you were in the state i'm like yeah yeah she's like what is it like to like look around and all these members of the state are like doing so well and they have all these <laughs> shows and you're like you're still like auditioning and trying to you know trying to make it in all in like complete earnestness like complete like she didn't even have a clue as the the insecurity of any actor let alone someone coming from a group that so defined their identity like and that I, woman i literally was like <sighs> like i kind of laughed like how do you say, say that you either really are clueless or so mean, like so, like not setting. And how do you not want to go? Actor up okay, to succeed well, at all? I'm not doing like, well. And how do you feel that you have to audition someone who's not doing well? Where does that put you? Where does that, where does that leave you on the scale? Yeah, you know? if I'm a piece of shit, you're a shit wrangler. <laughs> so we're both in it. Do you we're want me to read now? It. We're we're stuck in it now. Yeah, let's how do you whittle. Even, how do you even? Uh, <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? I literally was like, well, uh, literally gave the stock answer of like, uh, yeah, no, I'm just doing what I can do. I'm here, and then and then did the scene and didn't pay attention to any of the notes that she gave me, which was don't improv. They just stick to the script. And, also, uh, be more famous. <laughs> Literally. Like, yes. My second note. I can't believe I have to 
audition you. You should be more famous. Be more famous. You should listen. Anyway, so I didn't pay attention and end up getting uh, got I got the job. That's the happy the happy ending of this terrible story is that I ended up being humiliated and not listening to her at all and still got and got well the job. good for you I I, I I I I got through it but it I does bring me to our next question which is how does it feel <laughs> <laughs> it's, funny. it's funny you bring this up I'm glad Joe I'm glad you brought this around oh what God. I wanted the reason for this interview <laughs> is I mean I would get stuff like that too where they just sort of say insensitive things and sometimes and, and the casting directors can be sometimes they can be very pissy. Yeah, and it's bad enough if they're not present, but if they're pissy, Ugh. then you know, and and you and you don't react well to it. Yeah, then you get the call from your agent like, "What happened in there?" They said you were not. <laughs> and it's like, but they, yeah, and then yeah. you just sound like a kid that yeah. that no one's gonna believe you. That's like, right. no, I know. Okay, fine. Yeah. No, Mid- but see what she said was like, "Okay, look here at my eye line. Her yeah. eye line was <laughs> like the new like Shh, Joe, shut up with the eye line." <laughs> You made a scene. There's no excuse. Own it. Own it. Shitty process. (laughs) I mean, it really. It really is. It's for me. It's like you're not. You you have to take control. You have to like go in there into a situation that you know you have no control over, and somehow deal with it in a way that you feel in control enough to to do a good job to like you know what i mean because that situation you you are not in control at all in terms of you whether or not you're control. getting it's that job like you have to release all the control to get the control which is if you don't you know i don't know if you don't live and die by it if you feel like you know whatever if if you can somehow release it and feel like you you know you should you ultimately should go in as prepared as you can be right and then just let it go whatever happens is going is going to happen yeah. And you know it. Uh, the the biggest thing, the the one of the biggest challenges is just let it like exactly that, letting it go once you leave the room and getting it out of your head. Because we've all, uh, if you're an actor, you've left the room being like, "Oh, I should have done that. That's yep. what I could have done," and like that will just drive you insane. Well, for one of, I again, I was never able to. I really wasn't able to do that with scripted stuff, but with with hosting stuff. Uh, I don't know if this worked or not, but one of my sly little tricks yeah. was that um, I, the tricks of the trade. One of the tricks weird. was uh, when I was kind of doing whatever the copy was. You know, I would put it in my voice, or I right. would add. You know, like I would add little side jokes, and then I would I would slide in here and there. I would say I would make a reference to the fact that. I had been doing the show for a long time where I was like, mm-hmm. you know, for a long time on the show, we do this or this or this because it, it would then paint me. In, it would just paint the picture yeah. that I was a part of this show right. and had been a fixture of the show for a long time. And I think it actually sort and it was very, it helped. I don't I'm sure think it, it, you know, and, and if it served no other function than to make me feel like I had ownership over it. Right. Which then, you know, has the cascading effect of, uh, well, you know, and now I'm more comfortable, or now yeah. I feel like it's my show. You feel like you're being also seen in an accurate light. But but I I was just so much ab- more able to connect with because they want they want someone to come in and take ownership over it. Yeah, that's the, they want they that want to be more than what to do. They don't know what they want. That's, they it's not a you versus them thing. They want you to 
to own it. Correct. Because then Correct. their job is done. Correct. Yes. And it's, it makes their lives easier. Yeah. So it's not, they don't, they're not looking at you. Who likes to make decisions? They, no one does. They don't. They're not looking at but you. They like don't, a, but, but I don't sometimes. Like, I get it. Like, I guess I, to your point, I agree. Like, they want someone to, to own it. And like, I don't want to have to decide between him and I just want someone to tell me. I'm yeah. to look at that person and be like, oh, yeah, that's. Please be great. the guy. Please be the guy. Or Please girl. be the guy. Yeah. So I don't, you're right. That's a very, that's a good, good point. Because I have a lot of issues. I didn't want to go into casting, but it's just <laughs> what was available at the time, and now I'm stuck here 15 years later. In the grand high school metaphor of things, where do casting directors lie? Like, I feel like casting directors are the people that knew of the party, knew where the party was, <laughs> and was happy that they got into the party, but like, they don't throw the party. Right. They just bring people, they tell people about the party, and they're not cool enough to throw it or... I don't know. I feel like they're somewhere in there, casting directors. Yeah, they're the, you know, in the drama club, they, like, handle the script notes. Yeah. You know, but they're never on stage. You know, it's funny. There are That being said, there are some amazing There are two types of casting there. people. There are casting people who just fall into it. They're a casting assistant right. at a college or whatever, and then they just end up casting. And then, right. and then you know, there are legitimate... Eyes for talent. Like, Bialy Thomas, like there are people, you know, Mark Hirschfeld, they're, 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 Allison Jones. There are people who it's, they do it because they genuinely want to place good, they want to connect good people with yeah. good projects I and agree. they really have a passion for it and they have a really good eye and they're really excellent at it. There are legitimately amazing totally casting agree. people. So I'm not shitting on all casting people, me, but it is, me neither. But it record. is one of those jobs that people can happen into yeah. that maybe don't have the passion for it that you know i mean because there's so many productions of all scale right that and someone's got to cast them someone's got to be there to cast them and yeah. then you know and sort of some of the lower end stuff right may not be as, yeah they may right. not be as invested yeah in the process there are there are very good ones yeah i, I didn't mean to kind of go off on that diatribe but especially if you're still auditioning you know it's exactly i hey, mean what you said look you know, at, at some point you know, I'm going to need a job again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the. It's going to be what? What's your worst audition story? Um, besides, besides, the, that besides one? is that the worst one, or is that just that, one? Of that the worst had ones? to be the worst one. For but you sure. must have auditioned for a bunch of sketches after I've the had, skate. Didn't you? You probably auditioned for Mad TV. Uh, I, I, you know, I didn't. I didn't do SNL. Did you ever audition for SNL? No, no, um, because I just felt like we had we had done this the sketch show, and I. Uh, I don't know. I never felt that on either of those shows, as as good as they are, would ever have the amount of creative control that I had as a state member. Right. Um, that being said, I've had ter- terrible terrible uh, auditions. Um, good one. Um, I've I've had a couple where uh, I've gone in and um, not prepared after a night out all night, mm-hmm. um, reeking. Of of booze. No, was the character hungover guy? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, nope. Yeah, was shilling like you know downy dishwashing that like you know just shilling like Dylan. I like shilling like Dylan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that was you know that wasn't I wasn't proud of that moment. I was in the mid nineties at some point. Um, <laughs> oh, the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Ha. The nineties. Um, of course, you say that now after having slept until ten a.m. this morning. <laughs> this audition's yeah. not going well. Joe. Not good. Yeah. I'm back. I'm back in it, Joe Lowe. 
I like. Do, do do many people call you Joe Low, or is that just me? Uh, you, you, and no, many people do. It's. I don't like it. Joe, how about Joe Low Contendere? Which That's is fine. A, okay. That's fine. So, That's better. It's a, it's a no, I I, I have term. a very uh, uh, weird. Um, Issue with it, and it's my own issue. Like that's the truth, Leo. It, 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 yeah, truth it's Leo. an endearing. It's a term of endearment, and no one means any harm by it. But like many people f- who don't know me, you know me. You know my first name is Joe. But like many people, literally uh, who just meet me, think my first name is Jolo. <laughs> and it just, I'm like, come on, man. Like, really? Like, yeah. Well, Jolo. Like, there's what a, a weird space. First but, name. No, it's like my name is Joe. Like, you know. I don't know. I you know, my wife says I'm too sensitive about it. I probably am. Okay. Well, how about if I? How about just to, just to get rid of any confusion, I call you <laughs> Joseph Lowe. Is that <laughs> better? Is that better? <laughs> better. Okay, Joseph Lowe. Joseph Lowe sounds like he could have been like a terrible dictator, like <laughs> and, and, like in like Cambodia, like like, like in the early seventies, like <laughs> Joseph Lowe. <laughs> Rouge, we're <laughs> Rouge. Okay, um, so, so from now on, Joseph Lowe. So from now on, no Jolo. Yeah, that's no right. You can always call me Jolo. Jolo. You can always call me Jolo. Jews My... only live once. Yeah. Jolo. <laughs> 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 uh, no, like a Jolo is fine. It's all fine. I have a weird. Li- I have a weird name. I'm it's a not a. Name. It's not a weird name, Latrulio. It's a nice Italian name. Fine Italian boy. He's a, he's a nice Italian boy. A nice Italian boy. If both yeah. your parents are Italian or just the, just the dad? Just the dad is Italian. Uh, Mom's Irish. Hey. Italian-Irish. Oh, that's a good combo. I have yeah. that in my family, too. Do you? I, I have cousins who are, who are the product of that unholy pact of, <laughs> <laughs> of, of, of mirth and cheer and drink and who, laughter I mean, and it's food. Just, you know, at the time... You know, a long time ago when uh, scores of Italians and Irish were mm-hmm. immigrating to Coming in. New York, that's they didn't always get along great. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Sometimes they banged it out, and when they did... No, my mother's father, the Irish side, my mother's Irish uh, father, he was um, too drunk had to know a problem with my dad. I'm had, sorry, you know, what? What, I missed it. So what? He was too drunk to know he was fucking Italian. Cor- correct. Right. Correct. Okay. Yes. And the, that Italian, and, the, and the Italian just wasn't very picky. Correct. Okay. Great. So correct. okay. Good. So we got the. So we got that. We laid out the ground, the kind of like parameters of <laughs> how we will identify both of these classes of people. <laughs> <laughs> now that we have set it up. Yes. Um, no, he had a problem with my uh, dad. My, my like because he was Italian. Really? Yeah. And and my my mother's mother, my grandmother, you know. Pulled him aside and be like, "Listen, your daughter cares about this uh, this wop, and you're gonna <laughs> and you're gonna let her date him." <laughs> no, but it was an issue. You're right. You're absolutely right. It was back in the day. It was not. They were they were, they were butting heads. So the Irish person was, really but it was very greasy. The so the Italian person off. was just a, a small shiny potato. Correct. And they just tried to fuck. The Irish were there first, you know. <laughs> and, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, come on. <laughs> You know when did when did the Italians go from he's a nicer to see you to come on like where where yeah yeah. linguistically how did that happen how do we on the oral on the a u r a l map like how did that how did we get there I don't know I don't know you know my great grandparents from you're um, right though my great grand my great grandmother was from Calabria my great grandfather was from Naples okay Italy and they uh, not Florida and they so how did they go from 
you know, they still, uh, you know, up until they lived into right. their 90s, they died. They were married 72 years. They died within a month of each other. Yeah. My wow. great grandmother died and wow. then my great grandfather died. Um, and so. What is that? Do you think that's a nor? I feel like Sicily, maybe it's louder there or something, you know, uh, and I, and it, it completely raises the thing to say. I've never been. There's no reason why I would think that. Uh, but for some reason I do. And I feel like Naples, Northern Italian, like it's my, just- my, my grandmother was from Ischia, like which is like a little island off the coast of northern Italy. I feel like that's a very uh, like you're saying more. I don't know, aristocratic or the, the language is so or, it's so poetic. It's so it's yeah. so the meter of it's so gorgeous to go from. It's a very nice to and me piace me to, piace. Uh, to, yeah, we're gonna to, go over to Crabby Jack's. What the fuck, beers? you guys? Come on, go to sodas. Like, how do we go? How do we yeah. get from there to yeah. there? Uh, you're right. You're right. I think Jersey. I think is that what just, it was? I think maybe just Jersey. How do we go from come on, you guys, to come on? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's classic. I classic. don't know how that I don't know how that there must be a I mean New York New York is such a it mu- it must that the New York dialect must be such a hodgepodge yeah. of so many different languages. Right. Basically just crashing together fighting to survive in a fiery explosion of i mean it's like you know nine garbage trucks just coming together and exploding into come on deciding on that and we're gonna you know and we'll just those trucks will collide and we'll come out with what are you talking about (laughs) come on so what are you Again, so another another thing to put in the comment thread of this post is is how did that become that? How did that? Yeah, how? That's a good. It's a solid question that I hope we get some answers yeah. from our, from our listeners. Um, but so Irish and Italian is your Irish heritage. and Italian. It's the heritage. Uh, I I um, had a DNA test done on me. Really? Yeah, I, I sent it to Ancestry dot com. And what did they say? Well, I'm I'm forty four percent Greek Italy is how they do it, and 2% then two percent cocker spaniel, and two percent cocker spaniel. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Some weird DNA, but it explains how I do bounce my head around a lot. <laughs> I do, and and sometimes I pee on the rug, but I don't get in trouble because I make a great face you got a afterwards. Great face, I you got can a never great, be mad at that face. You can't be mad at this face. You can't be mad at that face. <laughs> Uh, 2%. So I hold someone someone told me like after I told them I did that they're like, "Oh, why did you do that? You sent your DNA to ancestry.com. Now they own it." I'm like, "Own it for what?" Like what this person do? this person was serious. I'm like, "What are they going to are they going to clone me?" Yeah. They're like, "Well, I I don't know. They could if they wanted to." I'm like, "Who? Fine. Joan clone truly." Like, but they're <laughs> clone low, clone low, clone low, clone low. Clone low. Let's clone tone low. Clone low. I just want to hear wild thing in stereo. <laughs> I just want a clone look on each side. <laughs> clone look. Clone look. Anyway, this person seemed to be concerned about it. Would you? Would, would do I have reason to worry? What do you think? No, nah, I mean, I think it's ultimately just like a privacy thing where it's like, not a, you've you've given basically someone the password to your to my to your body to my DNA. Yeah, you've yeah. given someone the password to to your physical form. <laughs> my DNA can get hacked now. You can your DNA can get hacked. There's something. There's a movie there, you guys. DNA hack. Ass word. <laughs> Ass word. 
<laughs> I don't know. I would. I mean, I guess it is kind of. It is like the ultimate privacy hack, <laughs> right? Someone having your code, yeah, your DNA code. But, but then, what are they going to do with it? Like, if well, they, exactly. If like, they drop another, if they drop another Latrulio somewhere, you're going to be like, uh, all right, yeah, I guess I'll just I'll be a little weirded out. I'll be like, really? Did well, I guess I gave them the right to do it. Yeah, I can't really. What are they going to do? I don't own me. I like that. I don't own me anymore. Ancestry.com is really just like it could be just a. A shell corporation for like this weird. Well, that's they're trying to create. That's a race the dark of, Capricorn one of this whole conversation. That's exact. <laughs> that's the there is a major conspiracy with Ancestry Deck. That's really what they're about. They're creating a trip to Mars as we they're, speak. They're trying to. They want to create the perfect race. The perfect race to send to other planets. Uh, are we on Mars yet? We're on Mars. Yeah, we're okay. still on Earth right now. As a part, right now we are. Oh, you mean in, just in general, like a uh, uh, yeah culture we. Oh yeah, we got the rover on there. What about the comet? What's going on with the comet? That thing land on it, bounced it did, off. It, it, it didn't bounce off, but it powered down after about sixty hours. I so think. it finally, it's finally on there now. It's finally on there, but it's not. It's no longer functional, as far as I know. And it did, but it did send back a bunch of data, oh, okay. and there, there do seem to be some type of organic compounds. Organic, of course, meaning carbon based. What if Armageddon is actually the movie Armageddon is actually happening? That's what's happening on that comet right now. That that comet. Was so you in think it. they sent Bruce Willis? To yeah, the like what? They might be on the comet now. Like that comet. It's not just like for research. That comet. Easy comet. Straight, easy straight for us. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. What are you gonna do about gonna it? Do? About the comet. Ah. Come on. Come on. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, they. I think, Mike. What it felt like was that it was sort of. Ah, uh, oh, well, hooray! You know, right? Hey, a we little... still got some stuff. <laughs> we hey, we almost stuff. did it. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing that they did. You know, like they did. Like the fact that they even hit the thing. Yeah, I'm I mean, I could. Like... You know, I could throw. I could not make that wastebasket across the room. <laughs> yeah. And they fired, you know... They got, you know, half a light year. I don't know how far it is, and they got there. You know what I didn't know that I found out after we landed the Curiosity rover on Mars? We, of course, I mean, I had a very significant role in that. Um, Is that in the 70s, they landed landed, uh, one on Venus. Did they really? They did. And so there are are, um, not... Great, they're kind of low res pictures. Uh, I mean, just with the technology right. at the time, but there are pictures of, of the Venus. surface of Venus that we took. In the what was it? Was, was it, it us or the Russians? I think it was the Russians. I think yeah. it might have been the Russians because um, they were rushing to get to space. Hey, now and uh, <laughs> Come I on. like that. Before I even finished that word, you knew <laughs> what <laughs> I was doing. I, yeah. Yep. And <laughs> and had to congratulate you. I had to congratulate. <laughs> it was a, the true back and going. forth. You landed that hey now on my joke comment like a rover. <laughs> like a rover. I hit that joke comment from across this desk. Yeah. Man, I didn't bounce off either. I think no. I I think I landed. You, landed, you stuck it. it. Yeah. There were no like thrusters that had to swing no. me back. You were like Carrie Strug. Remember that co- that reference? Carrie Strug? 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 Oh, the gymnast? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah she, she did a perfect landing with a broken ankle. With a broken ankle. Yeah. That's how I do remember th- that, and then Bella kind of carried her off, right, in a very, ro- very romantic, heroic way. Mm-hmm. Not romantic. I mean, I'm, I'm, no, I, no, I don't mean it. Would, made I love don't mean it would infer that this the, fifty-year-old man had some type of <laughs> untoward relationship with a fifteen-year-old gymnast. But um, <laughs> that yeah, was gymnasts funny. aren't human anyway. I mean, no, 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 no. I can't do that. Can you no, do that? No, no human. No human can. No. <laughs> Not possible. They're, they're creatures. They're grown in a lab at Ancestry.com. That's all. 
<laughs> she's she's the son. When are we going to clone our Olympic gym t- gymnast team? I mean, when are we going to do that? When are we going to get? I don't know, but it's a nature nurture question. What was the American Anthem? What was that movie with the gymnast uh, back in the eighties? Uh, with the who's it? Kurt Thomas? Is it? Uh, am I ringing any bells? There was there was a guy, a gymnast, Olympic gymnast, who like had two movies that come out that were like like there was Jim Cotta, Jim Cotta, and Jim Cotta, mm-hmm. and uh, I, anyway. the gymnastic uh, martial art, the gymnastic. They're basically weaponizing their gymnastics. That's correct. That was that was the movie. It was yeah, like he was going to pommel horse you to he death. Would pommel, like if there was a pommel horse near at near a bank robbery, yeah, it was it was on. <laughs> but if ban- I, I remember that, I don't know if you guys remember this. Let me but tell the, you something. But the trend of banks having pommel horses in them, <laughs> yeah, lasted like a good eighteen good months, eighteen months. And then- and I tell you, they were not robbed very often no, because no. of that reason. No, because then they 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 lowered the rings in front of the vault. Uh, which, yeah. which, which you know, so if you have a lot of upper how body many, strength, how many action lines are from that movie that are like kind of one liners, like you know, like I'm gonna make your, I'm gonna make your parallel bars uneven. Well, you know, like you know, I'm gonna, you know what I mean? Like you're on the, in you're on the rings, and then you swing and kick someone in the face and say, "Ring a bell," you know, like <laughs> there it stuff is, like there that. it is. That's well, all like, I'm asking for. Horsing around, yeah, you know, um, so, yeah. How about I somersault this? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. welcome, Matt. I don't know. Yeah, um, well, that just happened to be a guy named Matt who's coming into the house. Yeah, yeah, in that yeah. Particular... They were just welcoming him in. Yeah, he was in that particular scenario. Yeah, Jim Cotta. And then, like, and so like, he does a flip off the horse and right. lands, and then like, let's get Leo Tarded in here. There you we know, go. Like, was another one. Sorry, I don't. It's 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 all your vault, not mine. <laughs> vault, vault, yeah. bank vault, vault, vault. Here we go. Pole vault, bank vault, pole vault, pole bank vault. vault. There's, it's there. It's there. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. There. Iron Cross. Um, no. Um, that one's pretty what good. What else do they do in, in um, what, is, what do they call the routine where they just the tum, tumbling? Floor exercise. The tumbling. Tumbling. I'm going to tumble while Tumble I, for you. Um, Culture Club. There's a vault. There's a, there's a, now we're just free associating. Yeah. <laughs> Culture Club. Cup sandwich. Now we're just free associating. Cup sandwich. Right? The Sandwich Brothers. It was. <laughs> brothers, sister, brother, sister, sister, um, Subway, Subway, uh, eat fresh, Subway, eat fresh, fresh, <laughs> she's fresh, five dollar food, <laughs> when improv goes bad, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> improv goes to like jingles, by the way guys, uh. improv is not just free associating, <laughs> for, just for all you students out there, free, the, free associating, the, the association of uh, old elderly people, AARP, uh, pee pee on my old tits. We're back to that. We're we finally made. We're back to that. Yep. We're back um, to that. I mean, old tits do look like gym equipment. They do. They're, they look the sack like. Yeah, they're, they're sack like. You know, like an old, uh, like a, a punching bag that would be in an old timey gym. You know. Yeah. That's what it's like. That's to what it's jerk like to, when you to motor when you have old balls. Yeah. Okay. We went to the same. We went. I mean, we went I, we there. We kind of like. We went there. Similar. We just there was a gender. There was, there was a gender uh, uh, discrepancy, but yeah. there were sacks of flesh. And you know, I always say this about uh, Latrulio: I go balls, he goes tits. <laughs> like, like that's how we. And that's how we look. live together. <laughs> that's how we live today. <laughs> What do you oh. want to? How many? What do you want to plug today, Joe? You want to plug your I show? I don't know about that. Yeah. You want to plug your show? Um, <laughs> yes. You want to promote beef? 
I would like to promote Beef. I would like to talk about a little digital series called Beef that I did with Michael Ian Black mm-hmm. and Chris Maloney yep. and a handful of funny, funny M-I-B. people. Um, MIB. Beef, real quick, anyone that doesn't know, which may be a lot of people, Beef is, uh, is a courtroom, a funny courtroom show. It's kind of Sopranos meets Judge Judy. And you have Chris Maloney, neighborhood institution, Lou, mm-hmm. settling, settling uh, beefs of... Uh, the the neighborhood folk that come in and need some validation from Lou, our hero. Uh, and it's funny. we got a lot of great people. Lizzie Kaplan, Tom Lennon, Horatio Sands, Kerry Kenny. Great. Uh, Michael Sarah. It's just an, an uh, incredible group of people to work with. Uh, and I'm really proud of it. I'm, I'm very nice. I'm glad. That's, I'm, very, I'm very nice there's to hear no, that. There's no kind of funny twist on it. It's a really... English, not my first language. <laughs> very nice to hear that. Very nice to hear that. Yeah. So glad you decided to say that. So good to say. No, but it's good to... Uh, th- are you guys done with the... Is it? We're done. We're done. It's on iTunes and Amazon right now. And um, you can get it in a... Um, you have to download the whole thing. Uh, two and a half hours of this. What are you, you two? Yeah. Tell me what I have yeah. to download. There you go. How there dare you, go. you? You know what? You do what you want. <laughs> you do- okay, Bono. <laughs> I'll download all of it. Okay, Fly. <laughs> Um, whatever you say, Mephisto. <laughs> um, no, you're exactly really... right. You do what you want. You you watch it how you want. You download it how, how you want. That's okay. the great thing about it. Good. <laughs> Good. Are you done? You guys are done with it? We're done with it. We, uh, we did, um, 15 episodes and, uh, we hope to do more. Everyone had a really good time and, uh, people, uh, the people who made it seem to really like it. Maybe, maybe they'll give us another shot. Well, for I season hope, two, I hope people continue to watch you do things, Joe, because you're very talented and a delightful man, and uh, and I'm glad that you dragged yourself out of bed today. To, it was a pleasure to come in and 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 make ball and tip <laughs> jokes. Well, thank you, Chris, and uh, I'm really happy that we were able to have a nice chat. It was nice, and thank you for having me on, I should, old friend, old friend, old friend. You come to my bro- I'm having a little birthday party tomorrow night. Where? It's at a bowling center. Which one? Lucky Strike? No, All Star Lanes. I I will absolutely come by. Okay, good. It'll be fun. I'm gonna come by and bowl. I'm not a good bowler though. That's all right. I am a very good bowler. Do but you, I don't want to. You know, <laughs> now you just scared me off. I think. Not, no, I just. You know, I just want to let you know. Are you gonna do the kind of John Turturro, you know, with the ball? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. is that what you do? The you ball kind polishing? of like, mm-hmm. like I'm doing this, but no one listening to this can see what I'm doing. But I'm like. Yeah, I'm I'm like polishing a bowling ball, everyone. <laughs> Joe's getting a very good cardio workout now <laughs> with some excellent ball polishing space work. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it is. Uh, it's I just I like I like the bowling. Do you do do the uh, like oh, the yeah. tour the twist yes. the, the curve all of it? God, I'm envious. Yeah, it's good. Oh, I want to learn how to be a good bowler. All right, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. At your I'll party. teach you. Yeah, I'll teach you. You your name. Looks like it belongs in the back of a bowling shirt. Just you're right, Joe Latrulio. You're right. Like if ever there was a guy that needed you know, a name on the back yeah. of a bowling shirt, bowling for Air, A1 air conditioners. A1. Yeah. A1 air con- What are you gonna do about it, Latrulio? The anchor. This fucking guy. <laughs> this guy. This like just like a guy. logo with like this kind of... fucking guy. How many different ways can you say this, this fucking guy? guy. This, this fucking, fucking guy. guy. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. This fucking guy over here. This guy. Here. This guy. This guy. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. This fucking guy.
This fucking guy? This fucking guy? This fucking guy. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. Yeah. This fucking guy. I think you closed with that. I think you, I think you, I think you closed with that. <laughs> Enjoy your burrito, everyone. <laughs> Just like uh, this book, okay? <laughs> this is so much fun, man. So good. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Behind every successful business is a story, and some of them might surprise you. Like how Chobani's first yogurt factory was discovered on a piece of junk mail, or how the founder of the multi-million dollar cosmetics brand Drunk Elephant was told by everyone, including her own mother, that the name sounded like a dive bar. I'm Guy Raz, and on my show How I Built This, I talk to founders behind the world's biggest companies and brands to learn the real stories of how they built them. In each episode, you'll hear entrepreneurs share moments of doubt and failure and talk about how they were able to overcome them on their way to the top. How I Built This is like a masterclass in innovation and creativity, a how-to guide for navigating life's challenges from the people who've done it all. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.